Hey there, welcome to the Bearded and Nerdy Podcast, your home for news and reviews from some of the biggest events in superhero culture. We're talking movies, TV shows, comics, conventions, you name it, I got it. I am your host, Michael Georgie, and today I am being joined yet again by another special guest who's remaining a good six feet away from me, Brad Burkhart. Hello, six foot friend. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. It's good to see you. It's good to socialize and see another person other than myself in the mirror. Very true, man. I'm t- <laughs> trust me, I go to work and it's like I'm tired of seeing the same faces every day. Again, so. Brad is an essential worker, guys. Please thank your essential workers. And, you know, uh, they're definitely out there. They're, they're continuing. Brad works for the city, right? Yeah, as a lifeguard, actually. Oh, yeah. See, Brad is keeping us safe. Every other day of the year, and we got to make sure that we are doing our part to flatten this curve and make sure that my man Brad Burkhart is But safe. please, for all seriousness, like thank your grocery workers because those guys <laughs> are dealing with so much shit right oh now. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yes, Brad and I have reunited for a, uh, for a podcast today. Um, again, right, right now, everything's all about staying inside. We're staying quarantined, staying safe. And uh, it's really, really great to see him. And we thought that this would be a missed opportunity if we did not put together at least a little bit of a podcast, a little something while he was here. Oh, absolutely. I so, can't miss out on this, man. So, of course, Brad and I are staying home, staying cozy. We're, um, I see that Brad has actually put something on the television here. Brad, what have you got us watching? So we're watching this DCAU movie called Justice League War. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm already looking at it. The animation is absolutely incredible. Batman's cowl is gorgeous. This is actually a really good look for him. Oh, it, it, like this is I love his new 52 look. That's yeah. what the, this movie's based out of, by the way. Okay, so the so would you is this a part of any major continuity or Yes, it is. Okay. Um, so the first movie in this continuity was The Flashpoint Paradox. I saw that one. It was very And it's good. a very it's a very good DC movie. You should totally watch it. Um this is the sequel to that and how the ripples of Barry's time travel affects other universes. Ah, so this is where the new 52 type stuff comes in. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, this looks absolutely incredible. Is there, so is the DCAU will, um, still active? Is it still releasing movies? Uh, yes. The last one is called Just League Dark Apocalypse War, and that comes out May 5th, and that will be the last movie in this DC universe. Really? So they're capping it off there? Capping it off, like after about 15 to 20 movies. Wow. All right. Well, this is definitely something that um, I will be binging on my, uh, my quarantine. I've seen a few of these. Um, I've seen uh, Throne of Atlantis, of course, being an Aquaman guy. Had to see that, and I definitely see the new Fifty Two in Throne of Atlantis. Oh, see, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I see, I see a lot of that. That was good. And then uh, Flashpoint, of course. And I've seen uh, is Judas Contract in there? It is. Okay, I've seen Judas Contract. Yeah, that's a banger. You also have Teen Titans versus the Justice League, mm-hmm. Throne of Atlantis, like you said, uh, Batman, uh, Bad Blood, ba- Son of Batman. You have. Um, what is it? Batman Hush, Super Death of Superman, Reign of Superman, and then this last movie coming out. Okay, wow. So, all right. So these are really, really great. This is really, really great. A really great quarantine watch because you know these movies are fast paced. Uh, I am generally uh, I have a terrible attention span, but animated movies really keep me in the game just because it's so colorful. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to giving this a watch. Now, sounds like that's something that could be. Um, consuming in the future but what have i been into this week what have you been into this so week? this week brad 
actually, we don't even say this week. This week, of course, I've just been keeping on, keeping on, um, staying creative. Um, but when you came over today, you brought over a little Blu-ray disc um, of a little movie called Superman Red Sun. Oh, boy. And uh, um, so, the Brad, I don't know if you remember, but that's exactly what we watched today. It is exactly what we watched today. <laughs> and... Um, Holy shit. <laughs> okay, so to start off, it's Russian Superman, but think of Injustice Superman, but nicer. Guys, it's communist Superman. Yeah, it's this, fucked this up. This is communist. So I kid you not. So um, if you aren't really a comic guy or a comic person at all, like, you know, but you are familiar with the appearance of Superman super, in this movie, um, Superman in place of the S has like the mallet and like pickaxe. He has like the, the Soviet symbol like, on like, his like chest. Like the communist, the little communist flag on his chest instead. It's it's a lot. So this movie is based off of source material, Superman Red Sun. Which is a critically well-renowned comic uh, yeah, it's in the a, industry. It's a really, so it's a very limited, isolated story. So it doesn't fit into many major, any major com- continuity. But Mark Miller, who you've heard me talk about in the past when I reviewed the Ultimates comic book, did something similar. And imagine an alternate universe in which Superman's rocket landed uh, in Moscow. In Moscow. And so Superman, at, um, from the from an early point, uh, uses his powers to help the state, and he's very much so a walking communist flag. This movie takes place in the. It takes place. I want to say in from the fifties, right? Fifty. It starts in the fifties, but then it goes on from really the sixties to like the mid eighties. Yeah. So it kind of shows, and it's a really really cool watch because it shows. How Superman, being a communist, views his role in society beginning in like the 50s all the way to 2001 is where, where the comic book ends. And this is the movie adaptation of it. And I will say it was really good. Oh, for sure. I think it was awesome. It was a little crazy kind of looking at Superman and being like, wow, he's spewing pro- communist propaganda. Um that's a lot to inhale, but yeah. otherwise, it's a really great piece of art, and I uh, highly commend Mark Miller for his work on that, and subsequently, the uh, direction that the movie took. If you want to see what commun, well, anti, like I would say, he's anti-American like, Superman, yeah. watch Red Sun. Yeah, and then also you get to see like Batman wear like a funny hat. Yeah. You see Wonder Woman with white hair. Oh, dude, it's, it's fucking baller. You see Hal Jordan and John Stewart and Guy Gardner in yeah. flight suits. Oh, dude, yeah, okay, that's enough. Because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but highly recommend. You don't gotta know j- Jack about like Superman. This is the best one-off story you can watch. Yeah, watch it if you like or hate communism and are interested in this sort of stuff. Yeah. All right, Brad. <laughs> Onwards and upwards. What were you into this week? So, a couple weeks ago, this anime that I've loved as a kid came back out and came with a bang. It's known as Digimon. Digimon. Digital, Digital Monsters. Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> the champions. Yeah. All right. So, you know, it's not that 90s-style anime where they're so short budget they had to reuse animations. No, the animation is actually looking really good. So, it's, it's, the, it's the visual representation of the Digimon that we always wanted. Yes. Right? Like this is this is how Digimon was meant to be. Yes. It's not like how Try was where it changed the art style and they changed a lot of aspects to the lore and it looks really weird. You come back to this it's like this looks really familiar. 
So, yeah, man, they're three episodes in, and I'm enjoying it so far. Big twist in the end of the second episode, though. Mm-hmm. Really big twist. Wow. So that's so so. Could I watch this, never having watched Digimon? That's yes. That's the whole purpose of what they're trying to do. They're oh, they knew fifty two did. Yeah, they're trying to just and rebirthed it. Yeah, they're trying to re like. God, you just stole my word. They're trying to redo the continuity of Digimon. So imagine this is a separate entity like the first one in the 90s and all the other subsequent follow-ups never existed. Okay, cool. I like that. I like it. It's like the ultimate universe. Yeah. You know, I think that's really, really cool. Um, That was a really great method that Marvel used referencing the ultimate universe to kind of get people reinterested because they no longer had to follow a major continuity to catch up. They can just... You know, just go into it fresh. That's a really, really cool method. Yeah. All right. So clearly we've been into stuff this week. Mm -hmm. Digital animals, (laughs) communism, you know, just white guy things. Yeah, normal things. Yeah. Another day in America. Yep. So, but there has been some superhero news since, um, since the last podcast I did with Tyler Castro. By the way, if you um, enjoy My Hero Academia... Um, we, Tyler Castro and I just reviewed the last season and if you, uh, if you're, uh, that's going to probably be the last bit of my hero content for a while. So go check that out. So there has been news since then though. And I feel as if Brad, you should be the one to let us know what that news was. Okay. So a few things, wonder woman, most of y'all know was pushed back from its original date. Sometime in early August, I want to say around like the 5th to the 12th, mm-hmm. it's supposed to release in theaters when theaters are supposed to open back up. Wow. Granted, if they do, but it's up for debate whether it changes or not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. These are truly dynamic and turbulent times, and anything, any news regarding movies or entertainment is guaranteed to switch on a dime at any moment. So with stuff like delays in movies, uh, that's something that we uh, we're gonna have to keep an eye on. Uh, Wonder Woman eighty four has one of those movies that over time has slowly piqued my interest. wasn't really into the idea at first, but then I've kind of been more interested in the story they could tell. Mm-hmm. And if it looks like a more like a Thor Ragnarok sort of thing, like I think it might be, mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing that story. Another news that affects some of our local people is gonna be uh, MegaCon was. Uh, postponed and they found a new date for it it's going to be held june 4th through 7th of course at the orange county convention center um interesting i i commend the con you know this has actually been a controversial thing when it comes to big events still saying that they're going to go on in the summer um people think that those people are being ignorant but i understand that there's a lot of really people who work all year to make this event happen and it's really – and obviously this is all set to change. But they figure – I'm sure, you know, I think they're showing a lot of will and a lot of trust and a lot of faith by trying to stay open. Um, and I under, I commend their efforts in trying to make this still be a financial success. Yes. Because everybody's at risk here, you know. A lot of people are going to go without getting paid. A lot of – you know, and I appreciate – leaders that are doing all they can obviously Mm -hmm. given the circumstances if it cancels it cancels i'm of the belief that it probably will cancel Mm -hmm. but uh keep strong megacon yeah please yeah 
So, oh, so other news. Back to the release date schedules of DC movies. Oh, we're we're back. We're back. Okay. So the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson yeah. was pushed back from its June release date to October 4th. Really? We were supposed to get that in June? Yeah. But it was pushed four months back. So October 4th is now the release date they're eyeing. Yeah, the marketing was probably, you know, you have to have a, have a pretty intense marketing plan for it. And they're probably not going to market the movie quite yet. And it's a little too early, yeah. especially if you follow the Godzilla versus Kong marketing, which is non-existent at the moment. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Um, other release dates that are pushed back. You had the Flash move back to June of 2022. Are, but have we gotten a lot of news for that Flash movie? I feel like Aquaman 2 is further along than Flash is. Well, Flash has gone through a lot of creative differences. And now with Ezra Miller and his current debacle, it's yeah. up in the air currently. Aquaman also has that debacle with Amber Heard. Which is also true. So DC has a lot of soaring to do with its cast. Yeah. Warner Brothers, you guys have inherited another mess. Yeah. So, which, uh, which is not their fault, by yeah. the way. But unfortunately, just the situation didn't go on their side. Yeah. They're not Disney. You've got, all right. You, you've got this, Warner Brothers. And then the last release date, and not even counting the Marvel ones, because I don't even remember the release date for the Marvel ones, but Shazam was pushed back to what's it called? November of 2022. The Shazam sequel. Uh, that's a shame, because that's the only one I really believe in. And <laughs> at least Black Adam has been pushed back yet. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that Black Adam movie is going to be incredible. I think that you and I should discuss what um, we should do with the sh- what, what what direction we think the DCEU should take. Oh, for sure. All right. There that's we another, go. That's another, another one podcast, in the books. Though. Okay. So it's time to get into it. It's time to tar- start talking about stuff. So right now, Brad and I are here sitting inside, and we were wondering, what movies should we watch during the quarantine? And obviously, Brad and I are going to pick something superhero-related because we're 14. But we also came up with a little caveat. You see, we think that for a movie to be a really great quarantine movie, it should inspire some sort of happiness or positive emotion. Um given that these times are so dynamic and so uncertain. Oh, for sure. So another big thing is that during quarantine, we're trying to watch a bunch of stuff, right? I've got this whole DCAU to watch, mm-hmm. you know? I can't be watching all the Marvel movies, you know, because that's a lot of time. I've got to wa- start watching things that are just like standalone stories that I can pick up whenever I want. Yeah. So self-contained stories. Mm-hmm. So perhaps... Maybe I don't pick Infinity War because Infinity War feels incomplete without Endgame to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, I want to watch them both back to back. I'm carving out an entire evening for that. <laughs> so, right? So, what we truly, we, Brad and I put together what we truly believe to be the top five superheroes to wa- movies to watch in the quarantine. So, the caveat was it's got to be happy towards the end. It's got to be uplifting. Yep. And a single story. It's got to be a nice self-contained story. You don't need a prequel or a sequel to watch it. So here we go. Our mission was also to kind of pick not just like we didn't want to go too MCU heavy. We didn't want to go too uh, DC heavy. We wanted to make sure that we were getting capturing a lot of eras. And uh, we ultimately did pick a lot of modern movies. But we picked uh, – I think that we threw in some good choices. If, especially if you get to our what ifs or the just – Barely. Yeah, our good old honorable mentions. Yeah, our honorable mentions. Once you get into that, you'll say, oh, wow, yeah. we never thought of that before. Yeah, exactly, right, because we didn't prior to this. Yeah, we were just throwing out movies. Yeah, was... Brad and I were just throwing out, uh, yeah, throwing out, like, movies where we're sitting on this couch watching uh, 
us get bodied in Battlefront 2. Um, Heck yeah. So, Brad and I put together a list together. We thought we were going to go uh, starting at five, ending at one, then we'll get to the honorable mentions. This is the list that Brad and I came together, and we even started disagreeing on the rankings of some of these. Yeah. So, why don't we get into it? Number five, much to my dismay, is the movie Iron Man. 2008 by John Favreau. Yes, my boy. The man that just doesn't make mistakes. We don't talk about Lion King. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes, the first Iron Man movie. Um, the reason why I say much to my dismay is because... We had a disagreement about... Because Brad does not think that this movie should be higher on the list. However, I will agree to disagree until he proves his point. Then I will yell. Um <laughs> Iron Man is needs is a must watch. Oh, for sure. So, um, for a lot of reasons. So, but, oh, let me clarify real quick. Okay, okay. Because okay. this movie's number five does not think I or does or does not mean I think this is a bad movie. Yes. Okay. Just with the other movies we have on this list, I thought this is where it should be. Fair enough. And please continue. Okay. So. Of course, it has to satisfy our, our. It has to satisfy our. It has to meet our quota. It has to satisfy our requirements. So, the movie is, I think, truly the redemption tale to end all redemption tales. It's the comeback to end all comebacks, and therefore, is more than capable of being an uplifting film during these uncertain times. Iron Man. People forget, Iron Man was a C-class hero. Prior to Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. Iron Man wasn't even on lunchboxes, dude. Nobody cared about Iron Man. It was only Spider-Man and maybe Captain America if yeah. they were lucky. They took and the Hulk. The Hulk was on. That's true. The too. Hulk yep. was all over lunchboxes. Um, I had a Hulk lunchbox. So did I. Um, <laughs> but when they took a chance on Robert Downey Jr., they made probably the greatest decision anybody's ever made. Oh, for sure. You know? Robert, the insurance, I'm pretty sure the insurance that Robert Downey Jr. on set cost more than what he was getting paid. Because he's, this dude just kind of came out of jail, you know. There was a stigma to Robert Downey Jr. There was a stigma to hiring Robert Downey Jr. So you get an incredible, you get to watch Robert Downey Jr. climb back to the top as this movie's unfolding. But at the same time, you're seeing a man who... Who actually lived through these events yeah. in a similar fashion. Yeah, so Brad... What do you like about this movie? Why is this a, a must-watch during the quarantine so movie? So the must-watch – so why I work for a lot in the movies? Um, I like stupid, simple uh, – dumb, simple, stupid, right? So the movie is easy to follow first off. The character arc of Tony Stark and his progression from an alcoholic narcissist to a first-class iron hero, yeah. it shows a clear progression. Granted, he kills a lot of people in the middle, even though they are terrorists, but he still – kills them you can be Um, mad yeah which eh. well okay well here's another thing what's interesting is that this movie is very real it's not a disney movie oh no this was paramount brother this was before the whole mcu was even a thought yeah this was oh my god this was paramount baby you're getting blood that's why it looks better than the rest of the mcu oh my god i love it so yeah iron man is a must watch um, in addition, it's a self-contained story. I truly believe that like, the, if the MCU started and ended at the first Iron Man movie, it would still be pretty freaking great. Maybe you remember very fondly. Yeah, it's an incredible film. I think it's it's just 
And it truly made it redefined what we thought Iron Man was, mm-hmm. you know, like not like one in the public. People cared. The general pop population cared about Iron Man. Mm-hmm. He was a household name. But also at the same time, he became one of the most iconic characters in all of fiction. Mm-hmm. Iron Man is now just as big as Darth Vader. Yeah. You know, he's just as big as Indiana Jones. Isn't that freaking crazy? Public perception can change in, well, it, over and, a decade. Yeah. So, of course, because it's the greatest comeback story of all time, and I did say that, and you can quote me on that, um, it is the number five best superhero movie that you should need to watch during your time in quarantine. Just to let you know, this is where we disagreed at, by the way. Okay. Number four. Brad, what's our number four? Our since, number four since is... Since you speak so highly of it. Is... Chris Hemsworth's Thor. I don't remember the name of the director. The first, the first Thor movie, the first Thor movie, yes, in the MCU. Um, Brad, yes. Tell, please, please explain to us your stance. So, basically, I thought Thor's character arc was more compelling than Tony Stark's. I know that's maybe not a popular opinion, but I feel like the life Thor lived compared to Tony Stark, and then the subsequent sequels that also change my opinion even though we're looking at self-contained stories and i understand that but you know taking that out was hard for me to do with tony stark at, compared to how it was for thor okay so maybe here's where okay and now don't now don't don't think that i don't want this movie on the list at all i do i love this movie uh every, a lot of people know that thor is probably my favorite comic book character uh i grew up loving thor I, I sit here as I stare at, like, the Thor art print I got at MegaCon sitting above my couch, you know? And I got my Thor action figure sitting right behind me. Um, love Thor. And I think that, that movie did an incredible job of bringing justice to that character. Because the beginning of that movie, you're right, there was a massive character shift. Because at the beginning of the movie is how I really like Thor being written. Mm-hmm. I love, like, brutish, oafish, not that smart, but super confident and arrogant mm-hmm. like Thor. So I love that version of that character because we like our heroes to be um, well-intended, but not perfect. Iron Man, Thor. But that being said, we get to see a much more important story and what the story is all about. Like, you know, I would say, like, the moral of the story was that, you know, Thor had to redefine himself as worthy without anybody else's opinion of him infect, uh, affecting that you know it didn't matter that he was worthy of Mjolnir he made himself worthy after going through the trials and tribulations that Odin forced him to do yeah and it's a really incredible story just like Iron Man is of being humble and learning your self worth and basing it from the correct places yes which is why it is your number four best superhero movie to watch during the quarantine mm-hmm Number three, and a personal favorite of mine, we're out of DCEU land now. Number you mean three, MCU land. Or sorry, uh, my bad. <laughs> we're out of MCU land. No, we've been out of DCEU land, Brad. Um, we're out of MCU land, and we are going directly into the Spider Verse. Hell yeah, brother! Number three, into the Spider Verse. This movie, my god. The perfect origin story. It is such an incredible film 
because I truly believe that it's going to make a whole new generation of Spider-Man fans. Mm -hmm. Miles Morales is going to be their Spider-Man. And I hope he is. Like, we've had Peter Parker. Since the 60s. Yeah, for decades. I think the new primary Spider-Man should be Miles Morales. Oh, for sure. And this movie sold it on me because I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I used to read the Miles Morales comic books. No, I used to read some of the books where he was featured. Like the Ultimates and he was just there. Yeah, like Spider-Man. Yeah. So that was great. That was freaking awesome. But this movie sold sold it for me because um, it's all about taking those leaps of faith. And it's all about having faith in the process and knowing who you are. Your abilities and your mentors. And, yeah. Yeah. And which is exactly what we all need right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we, this is, these are really uncertain times and we need to, un- and we need to be consuming content that teaches us that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's okay to fail now as long as you learn later. Yeah, exactly. You know, so if things are going to get, things are hard because they're going to get better. They're hard because they have to be, and they're hard because you have to be the one to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So incredible movie i don't even know what much more i want to say jesus christ i mean brad feel free to disagree it's not that you disagree but you it's hard for you i love the animation i think the animation is such it's such a cool fresh watch i can't honestly the animation for me i dislike it a lot <laughs> but the story in the movie itself is great i just the animation is just not my style totally fine i yeah i really really enjoyed it um Really, really compelling versions of a lot of these characters. It's a must-watch for any sort of Spider-Man or Marvel fan. It's a must-watch if you have children. For sure. Like, it's a must-watch, period. I think everybody needs to see this movie. Mm-hmm. I truly believe everybody needs to see this movie. I'm go- you know what? I'm going home to my parents on Sunday. We're watching Into the Spider-Verse. Isn't it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Oh, it's on snap. Netflix, guys. Get on that. All right. Number two, Brad. All right, so number two is the original Christopher Reeve Superman movie. Now, this was definitely a Brad pick, but I could not deny it. You provide some pretty good reasoning. Brad, why don't you tell us? So, Superman, a lot of people see him as the first hero, but he was also the first big hero to have a good movie in the cinemas, right? Mm -hmm. And how can you not go wrong with the cheesiness of Christopher Reeve Superman, well, supermaning. Like, that's what he's supposed to do with a smile on his face and just making the day better just by being around. You know, there there were other, you know, TV shows, live-action TV shows that featured our favorite superheroes. Mm -hmm. Christopher Reeves was the first one to nail it. Oh, yeah. His acting is Clark Kent, the Superman. There's... One scene alone, and it's just right after, I would argue, one of the best scenes in the movie with the rooftop of Lois. He literally takes off his glasses, stands up, unslouches himself, speaks in a clear, concise voice, and then slouches back down. It's like, oh, he nailed it, right? Like, you see that Clark Kent facade, and it's like, he's Clark Kent, he's a nerd, but then he's Superman. And it doesn't it's make the any classic sense. Peter Parker, Spider-Man duality. He mm-hmm. nailed it, man. Yeah, absolutely a great watch, but... Why would a movie about the symbol of hope be a good movie to watch during the quarantine? Oh, he inspires hope. He inspires the people around him. And, of course, there are other superhero movies that – Superman movies that we could be watching, right? Yeah. But why this one? This one – Why not Man of Steel? So Man of Steel, okay, like once – I would say it's pretty good until Paul Kent dies. 
that and the snap are the two big turnoffs of that movie for me, um, which I would say they are for a lot of people. Um, but it's not really motivational and uplifting in the way it should be. Superman, you see him as this character that you know raises people up to be better themselves. And Henry Cavill, as much as I really like him, and Michael can say I really like Henry Cavill. Unfortunately, his Superman hasn't had the opportunity to do that. And Christopher Reeves, and we also debated heavily with All Star Superman. Yeah. yeah. Which is a very good incarnation. We'll, we'll discuss that later. That's yeah. on the docket. But it's like Christopher Reeve, just how he acts, and even outside of his performance as Superman, just inspired hope and inspired people to better themselves and try to better tomorrow. This is also a really great movie to watch during quarantine, I think, because if you enjoy superhero movies, you need to be seeing where it all came from. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you true, it's true. You will have a much greater appreciation for the Avengers films mm-hmm. if you um, if you know where we all where we started with this. And the Christopher Reeves Superman movie is one of the greatest movies of all time. Period. With arguably the greatest soundtrack of any. Oh yeah, movie. for the soundtrack alone. So please, 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 you will not, you will not regret watching the Christopher Reeve Superman movie during this quarantine. Oh, for sure, it's a must-watch for any superhero fan. All right, number one. Oh boy. And this was a, this was, what we truly do believe you need to be watching during this quarantine. You guys need to see the Shazam movie. Shazam! You need to see it. You really do. And for a lot of reasons. One, we try to avoid movies that we think get watched a ton. You're going to watch Endgame anyway. It's quarantine, baby. Mm -hmm. You're going to pick a long movie that's going to rock, and you're going to enjoy that stuff. It's going to be great. You're you're guaranteed. We're trying to uh, inspire you to pick movies that maybe you forgot about, or maybe something that you haven't seen. Um, And... Because Shazam is not Superman, he's nope. not Batman. He wasn't played by Jason Momoa. He was played by Zach Levi. So it's like, so there wasn't a ton of draw for people to go see it. Yeah, you know. But so that being said, there's a chance you may not have seen the Shazam movie, and we think you should. Oh, for sure. It's the best DCEU film. Undoubtedly. It is truly. This, one, this movie did not get a review on the Bearded and Nerdy podcast, no, unfortunately. And we saw it early, too. Yeah, we saw it early. And it was. So let me tell you, you need to watch this movie. <laughs> one of the biggest reasons being that it is the perfect movie you need to be watching right now. It's the story of an orphan boy who is given powers that allow him to have Superman-like abilities. And he uses it, and he learns how to use them to help people. And most importantly, the story shows you... Is really Family realistic. is like, yeah. The story that it shows you, the moral of the story is that family is found wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And in times where we can feel alone, knowing that your people are just a Zoom call away, or even in your house, you know? It can be really, really important to know that during these trying times. And we truly believe that the Suzanne movie drives that home. Mm-hmm. Incredible cast of characters. Super colorful. Zach Levi, it gave probably the best acting performance the DCEU has seen. Oh, for sure. Like, just the movie itself. Mark Strong is the main antagonist. Yeah. And then whoever played Darla, I don't remember her name. But <laughs> she is the youngest sister. Yeah. Oh, she is amazing. Also... 
truth be told, and we'll talk about this in a future podcast, we've got some other Shazam content coming up. We're about to get a Black Adam movie played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You're damn right we are. So you need to go see Shazam so that way you have an idea of what the Black Adam movie is going to be like. Because Black Adam is Shazam's probably main antagonist. He, him and Mr. Mind. Yeah, of course. I'll have to give a good old review. You're going to be getting a lot of Shazam content from the Bearded and Nerdy podcast. Because y'all need to know. So this quarantine, watch Shazam. Jesus H. Christ. For sure, man. All right. So those are our five in order. Iron Man, Thor, Into the Spider-Verse, Superman, starring Christopher Reeves, and Shazam. So... Now it is time to talk about some of the movies that we that didn't make our top five, but we still think are worth watching. The first one, Kick-Ass. You're damn right. <laughs> you need to watch Kick-Ass. It is such a good movie. The it's greatest so, comic book movie no one has heard of. If you do not want to think, please watch Kick-Ass. It, it's like the perfect origin story that's not Batman. Yeah, it's oh, so, so awesome, so funny. It's a blast. Don't watch it with your kids. It's not Shazam. No, no, no. It's not. It's um. What's the good comparison? Uh, Venom. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's. Or brutal. no, The Watchmen's probably a better comparison. Yeah, it's brutal, but it's good. It's such a fun watch. So go watch Kick Ass if you want a fun, compelling. Nick Cage finally being a superhero. Yeah, Nick Cage finally getting his the acting, <laughs> the acting gig he's always wanted. Incredible. All right. Next up, Spider Man: Far From Home. And the only reason we didn't really want to put it up there is that we didn't want to put too much MCU up there. Yep. You know? And Into the Spider-Verse, we felt like was a really good substitute. Yeah, we don't want to pick a bunch of Spider-Man stories. Spider-Man is clearly the great, one of the greatest superheroes of all time. He's you don't the need big to three. Yeah. You don't need us to tell you to watch, to watch Spider-Man, but we wanted to guide you to at least the Spider-Man you should be watching, which yes. is, of course, Spider-Man's Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up. Wonder Woman. Again, another re- reason that we didn't throw it on there was, one, it ends kind of sad. What was Steve Trevor? Uh, m- maybe. But uh, but also, there would have we didn't want to put two DCEU films. Yeah. You know, we were okay with two MCU films. They've dominated the last, like, decade of our lives. They deserve that right. They deserve that. You know, I, I will never set argue against putting Iron Man and Thor on a list together. Um, so, but ultimately, like... It's a lot heavier of a movie than than uh, Shazam is, and I th- and I think that Shazam is just a it, better watch. It has more morally great questions, but the yeah. outlook of the film is very positive. Yeah, and the the next movie that we should have put on the list, but we didn't, and I'm kicking myself for it. Honestly, <laughs> I don't even. Megamind. You're damn right, Megamind. <laughs> Megamind. Uh, we need to be watching Megamind because when was the last time you watched Megamind? Uh, it's been years? since 2010 for me, bro. And <laughs> I am all about it. Put Megamind. I just watched the Incredibles movies like last year. I need to put Megamind back in my life. It, the villain becoming the hero? Like, come on, man. Redemption story makes, of all time. He even makes his own villain. Move over, Endeavor. Move right? over, Tony Stark. God. It's time for Megamind. <laughs> of course, you know, you could watch any other spectacular superhero animated films, such as the DCAU. You could watch. Uh, we're talking, uh, we're talking uh, Incredibles. Mm-hmm. You could be turned on either of those, you know. But ultimately, the, the, the five movies that we chose are the only five movies you should watch during quarantine. You shouldn't watch anything else. Even these ones we're telling you right now, 
Just watch the top five. Don't watch anything. Yeah, don't watch anything else. Don't turn on the news. Only watch these movies and just cycle through them until you lose your mind. Or if you say one of those word challenges. So say if you say the word the, you have to restart from the fifth one again. Turn them into drinking games. Be responsible. All right. On that note, want to? Uh, we're going <laughs> <laughs> gonna, we're gonna to head on out and we're going to start watching some Justice League War, I think. Yep. All right. Brad, say goodbye to the people. All right. See you, good people. All right. Stay nerdy, my friends. Peace. Peace.